Welcome to another Cape Communication Studies class. I am Kelleen Aton. Today, we will begin Module 2, Language and Community. Our focus for today is on defining language and discussing the elements or features of language. Reading from the Cape Communication Studies Syllabus 2019, Students should be able to define language in terms of its characteristics and differentiate between language, generic, and a language, individual. Our specific objectives for today include that students should be able to distinguish between language and a language, as well as identify and discuss the features of a language. Let's begin. Boys and girls, I have three questions for you. Question number one. What exactly is language? Question number two. Is there a difference between language and a language? And number three, do animals have language or do they simply communicate? Think about these three questions. discuss all three. Question number one. What exactly is language? Now language can be defined as the ability which every normal human being has that allows him not only to communicate with other human beings but also with himself. And this is taken from Roberts 2002, cited in Fisher 2004. So students, language is not just communication with others, but with yourself. Can you believe this? So do not let anyone tell you that you are mad when you are talking to yourself. And I am sure we are all guilty of talking to ourselves from time to time. Let's move on to question number two. Is there a difference between language and a language? We just defined language. So what about a language? Yes, you are correct. If language allows us to communicate with others as well as ourselves, then a language, a language, can be defined as one recognizable, identifiable, 
or accepted language used by one or more communities of speakers. And again, this is taken from Roberts 2002, cited in Fisher 2004. In essence, when we are talking about a language, we are referring to different languages spoken in the world, such as Spanish, French, Dutch, English, and so on. So, students, what we realize is that we are not born with a language, but rather the ability to learn a language. Guess what? If we were born with a language, remember now, a language is um, la Spanish, French, etc. If we were born with a language, then all of us would speak the same language despite where we live or where we come from. So, given this information, we should now realize that humans are born with the ability to learn a language once we are in an environment where a language is spoken. And let me make this even simpler. Think of us, think of human beings as blank, as a blank CD or thumb drive. They both serve the purpose of recording or storing information, but they will remain blank if we do not make an effort to record or store information on them. Likewise, if humans are born and not exposed to a language, then they will not learn any language. Now to our third question. Do animals have language or do they simply have communication patterns? I know many of you will quickly and readily say, Of course, miss. Animals do have a language. And your justification may be that your dog comes when you call its name or wag its tail when you get home. But, boys and girls, is this really language? So, yes. I will agree that these actions show that your animal, your dog, is conveying some information. But can we define this as language? I think it's best that we say it's a communication. It's communicating and not a language. What your dog is really doing is communicating the fact that, guess what? It's happy to see you. But language in and of itself is far more complex. What am I saying? Students, think about this. Can your dog convey that it is happy to see you? And tomorrow... 
you should come even earlier and bring a treat. <laughs> no. And why is this so? Because language is far more complex based on some key features, characteristics, or elements it should have. And this is what we're about to discuss. After my discussion of each of these features or characteristics of language, you will decide if animals have language. Get your pen and book ready to write. We are about to discuss the features of language. Number one. So the first characteristic is that language is said to be human verbal activity. Human verbal activity. Boys and girls, only humans possess the capacity for language. So while creatures have communication systems, for example, a whale may have its mating call. Only the human species has a system which will allow for articulation of a range of complex performances. So you may say, Miss, my parrot can say, Sally wants a cracker. Which of course you have trained it to say. But can your parrot add to this utterance without being trained? Can your parrot say, Sally wants crackers, cheese and a Pepsi. And have a continuous conversation with you? No, no, no. Because of this, students, we say that language is human verbal activity. Number two, on to our second characteristic. Language is arbitrary. Come on now, students. What word comes to mind when you hear arbitrary? Yes, I hear somebody saying random. You're correct. Have you ever asked yourself who or what gave things their names? Or why one word is used to represent a particular thing and not another word? Think about it. Have you? Have you ever thought to yourself, why is a spoon, for example, not called a fork and a fork not called a spoon? Have you ever thought about that? Well, students, this is so as language is shared meaning. In essence, the words used to signify something is decided by, guess who? The speakers of that language. So anything can be given any name once the speakers of that specific language agree to it. Can you imagine that? Now, remember we are talking about humans and animals. Let's think about animals. 
a cat meows. We all, we all agree. Do you think a kitten could say, No, I like the sound of the dog next door. So let me bark instead of meow. Not at all. So all cats will forever meow. An animal cannot decide to change its sound system. Human beings, on the other hand, have the liberty to randomly name or change the name of things. Thus, we conclude that language is arbitrary. The third characteristic of language is it is symbolic. Again, what word comes to mind when you hear the word symbolic? And I can clearly hear somebody saying, symbolic means to represent or stand for something. You're perfectly correct. Students, the sounds that we articulate represent some concept to us. What do I mean by that? So when I say the word table, you tell me what comes to your mind. Mm -hmm. I hear food. I hear flat surface. I hear four legs. I hear a square, a circle. Yes. So when you hear a particular word, a particular concept comes to your mind. And so words represent specific things to us, making language symbolic. Our fourth characteristic of language is that it is systematic. And when you hear system, what are you thinking of? Yes, order or rule. So I'm sure we can all agree that language is rule governed and follows observable rules. And as a result of that, in order to be fluent in a language, you must learn the rules of that language. So that is why you go to Spanish class or that's why you have language class. You need to learn the rules and to be competent in using them. Remember now, different languages have different rules. And so in order to be competent in a specific language, you must first learn the rules of that language. So I want you students to stop now and think of a rule in English. Can you readily think of a rule in English that makes it systematic? I know you can, yes. So one that you may have thought of is that the subject of a sentence must agree with its verb. So we know about singular subject having a singular verb, plural subject, plural verb. So language is systematic. Remember, it's rule governed. Number five, language is non-instinctive. I asked you this question earlier. Let me see if you remember 
what would happen if we were all born with a language? Yes, students, you are correct. We would all speak one language. But because we are not born with a language, and rather the innate ability to acquire and learn a language, and we are biologically conditioned for this, then we can say that language is non-instinctive. And so students, animals, regardless of their location, use the same calls, the same sound, the same communication patterns to convey their limited messages. This is not the case with humans. So if you were born in Spain, you would speak Spanish. If you were born in France, you would speak French and so on. While the animal, the dog in Spain and the dog in France and the dog in Jamaica, they all bark regardless of their location. They use the same communication patterns. Thus, language is non-instinctive. Number six, language is dynamic. Students, this won't take you long. Tell me the latest slang. Yes, Wagwan Goody. Yeah, man, I know them too. So, students, in months gone by, this word goody was not used as a slang or maybe didn't even exist. Did you know that sooner than later, this same word will be replaced with a more current slang? What am I saying? Language is always developing or changing. That is, new words are added or words that are already in existence. They take on new meanings or some words just become outdated, archaic. Now, I want you to help me with this one. I want you to give me a word that has taken on a new meaning in, in computer science or technology. Can you think of any such word? Yes. So I'm thinking of monitor. I'm thinking of mouse. So it's not the rat anymore, but it's that device that we use to manipulate the pointer. Let's go again. Give me a word that has been created, a new word that has been created thanks to technology. And so, yes, so we have laptop. So lap and top was there before, you know, but the combination now. Or Instagram. Very good. Let's go again. Give me a word that has become old-fashioned. We don't really use it again. We don't hear that again. Thinking? Yes. And I readily think of this one, safe. Thus saith the Lord. We would find that in the Bible. 
we don't use that anymore. So based on these examples that you have give, come up with and the examples that I spoke of, we are seeing that we can, words can be given new meaning, new words can be created, and some become outdated. Thus, language is said to be dynamic. It is not static. It is ever-changing. Number seven, maturational. Language is said to be maturational. Why? Work with me on this one, students. I want you to listen to my sentence and add something to it when I ask you to do so. And here is my sentence. I like bread. Please add something to that. Yes, I heard somebody say, and butter. Let's still add something to that sentence. I like bread and butter. Yes, and I heard somebody else say, especially when it is toasted. So, do you see what is happening? We are extending the sentence. We started off with, I like bread. Perfect sentence. But we added to that, and we added, and butter. So, the sentence becomes, I like bread and butter. And we still added to that. So it's now, I like bread and butter, especially when it is toasted. This is what we call maturational because we can always add to a sentence. And so students, in recapping, we can, we should have all the seven characteristics or elements or features any of those words may be used it is human verbal activity it is non-instinctive it is dynamic it is symbolic it is arbitrary it is systematic it is maturational please remember these all right so back so one of my earlier questions. Do you still believe animals have a language, students? I do not think so. We can say that they have communication systems, but only humans have language. And we are coming to this conclusion based on all the seven characteristics that we discussed earlier and the comparison we made between these characteristics, what we see in humans and what is we see in animals. So our final activity. I want you to listen to the dialogue I will read and identify which two features of language are evident. Before I read the dialogue, I'm going to give you the answers. So make a note of the answers. A, maturational and dynamic. B, systematic and arbitrary. C, non-instinctive and symbolic. D, human verbal activity and dynamic. 
So A, maturational and dynamic. B, systematic and arbitrary. C, non-instinctive and symbolic. D, human verbal activity and dynamic. Let's listen to the dialogue. And this dialogue is between Danny and Franny. And Danny begins. Franny, did you know that in Spanish, the adjective comes after the noun, unlike English where the adjective comes before the noun? And Franny responds, oh really? I didn't know that. Danny, yes, I learned that in Spanish class today. Franny, interesting. I learned in my Spanish class today that pan means bread in Spanish. The same word in English, which means pot. And Danny ends by saying, really? I can see you enjoyed class today and finally learned something. All right, students, you heard the conversation. And just quickly reminding you of the, the answers or the options rather. A, maturational and dynamic. B, systematic and arbitrary. C, non-instinctive and symbolic. D, human verbal activity and dynamic. Your selection should be B, systematic and arbitrary. Why is it systematic? The first part of the conversation addressed the adjective being used after the noun in Spanish. And in English, the adjective coming before. So that's talking about the rules. And remember, systematic talks about language being rule governed. And we choose, you should have chosen arbitrary because of the latter part of the conversation, which spoke about pan having meaning bread in Spanish and pot in English. So remember, things get their names based on decisions or agreements made by the speakers. Boys and girls, you have been excellent students. That's all for today. I hope you learned something and that you wrote all these characteristics and you will revise. And I look forward to sharing with you at our next Cape Communication Studies class. Keep safe.